0: G'day, everybody. It is Repco Supercars Daily from Mount Panorama. Aaron Noonan here, Stefan Bartholomew, as part of the Absolute crew for the big week at the mountain. Well, we're three in. We're three to go. Uh, the marathon is continuing, Stefan, but another big day on the track. We've got a whole pile to talk about, but we are recording the pod tonight from the Repco Trackside store. Uh, it's closed as we're recording this, but is very much open right throughout the course of the week here in the merchandise alley at Harris Park. We finally got main game supercars on the track, first and second practice for today's um, hit out for the Repco Bathurst 1000 cars. And it, I had a funny feeling I was watching last year. There was a weird thing that went on in practice one today. Not that Cameron Waters was fastest in the Monster Energy Mustang, but that he did exactly the same lap time as practice one last year.
1: Yeah, that was incredible. Bathurst always turns up the unexpected and the quirky things. And for practice one this morning, Cam Waters did a 205.0233. To be exact. uh, Funnily enough, I just looked up what the fastest time was the year before to see if they were going to go under it and uh, had to do a triple take to uh, notice that it was exactly the same time.
0: It is absolutely amazing. Uh, There was a a one-hour session at the start of the day for... All the drivers eligible, mainly the main drivers did the driving in that session, and this afternoon there was another one hour for the co-drivers solely, which I think is a great thing that they've done in more recent years at Bathurst to dedicate some of those sessions to the co-drivers to stop teams uh, being convinced by their main driver. Give me one more crack, just another set of tyres. I, I just want to feel what this setup changes change is like. Uh, it means that the co-drivers do get that valuable running time. It's, it's gold. It's very precious.
1: Yeah, and especially uh, in the last few years, like prior to COVID in 2020, I mean, the co-drivers used to get regularly laps in practice sessions at lots of previous events through the season. And now they basically yeah. set up at Bathurst uh, without a warm-up of Sandown 500 or any of that stuff uh, and have to uh, yeah, perform for the big dance here at Bathurst. So for them to get their own dedicated sessions, they had one today, they'll have another tomorrow morning, is very important. Normally, we do have three sessions on the Thursday. And the day ends with uh, with an all-in session dominated by the primary drivers. But today, just the two, and uh, co-drivers took us home.
0: Did you say big dance? We've gone three days on the pod and no one said it, but you've launched a big dance into the chat. It's, took, it's taken three days, but someone did it, and it was you. You've, you've done it. It's done now. We can move on. We can move on. We've
1: got six days, so we'll use every cliche that we've got. <laughs>
0: There's a few more in the uh, kit bag to wheel out. So second practice session today was for co-drivers and uh, in the end, Lee Holdsworth, the fast man in the Walkinshaw Andretti United, 25 Commodore that he shares with TCR champion Chaz Mostert, who's already won a title so far this week. Uh, I don't think we saw too much different from what we could have expected. Uh, the Monster Energy car with James Moffat at the wheels, second fastest, and Alex Davison, Will's big brother, uh, third fastest in the number 17 Shelby Power Mustang. Of course, the Red Bull Ampole cars featured up the top of the timesheets for most of the session with uh, I'm still getting used to Garth Tanner in Triple Eight, 8, followed by Craig Lowndes, not in Triple Eight, in Double uh, they're in the mix, but everyone's just starting to play out where they are in the order get their eye in, uh, tough day for Brad Jones Racing, the 96 Coke car, Macaulay Jones, Chris Piffer, dramas in both sessions for that car.
1: Yeah, they had a power steering issue on the outlap this morning that initially looked like an engine problem, but it turned out to be power steering and they got that car back out for the end of that first practice session but then unfortunately with about two minutes on the clock. Um, the, in this afternoon session, Chris, Chris Pitha just clipped that inside concrete wall at Forrest Elbow, which we've seen catch out a few mm. guys before, yeah. and it sent him pretty hard into the outside. So a long night ahead for those guys.
0: So we saw the three cars that were fastest in first practice be in a slightly different order in the top three uh, in the second session. But in the, the session earlier today, Cam is fastest, 2.05.02 was the the market time that he set down. Chas Mostert next from Will Davison. James Courtney was fourth fastest in the Tickford Boost Mustang. Mark Winterbottom next, P5. Tim Slade, Jamie Wincup, Todd Hazelwood, Nick Perkat, and Brody Kostecki rounded out the ten. And, of course, they're the, the faster times for the day, being primary drivers. Jamie Wincup was 11th from Will Brown. Dave Reynolds, Bryce Fullwood, Anton De Pasquale, the Mayor of Eastern Creek, in 15th. Uh, Scott Pye, Brock Feeney was 17th in the 888 Commodore, the wild car car that's running this weekend. Russell Ingle stepped in for the second session for co-drivers and was at the tail of the field, just coming back up to speed, getting back to the mountain. First time for Russell here in, was it, four years since he drove in the 12-hour and five years in the 1000 with Rick Kelly. So not really surprising to see him at the, the bottom of the timesheets. They don't remember who was where in practice one and two after the race every year on Sunday because that's what it's all about. And those guys have got an advantage over the field they don't have to share a pit boom. We've talked about it on the pods in the last few weeks with anybody. Once the Erebus wildcard of Greg Murphy and Richie Stanaway disappeared, well, their entry's gone, but their car's here. It's in the paddock. It's going to be on display over the course of the weekend. But once they left, that handed a bit of an advantage for car 39. Yeah, it did mean that
1: 888 had to staff that car with a few more people because uh, sharing a pit boom
0: also means you share crew for pit stops. And they're sharing the crew. It's The same crew is running Super 2, GT... And the wild car, they're busy.
1: Yeah, Martin Short, the Kiwi,
0: engineering all three
1: cars before he steps up to engineer Brock full-time next year at Red Bull Ampole Racing, so a lot going on there. We should point out, too, that with those practice two times, because it was red flag with 90 seconds on the clock, there may have been a little bit more to play out that Mm. we didn't see as well, so... There was that and the usual people running different plans. I think Anton was on a bit of a long run this
0: morning. So, um, yeah, there's certainly a lot more to play out through the next couple of days. Weather was great again today. We saw temperatures in the mid to high 20s. It was really warm in the mid part of the day. That sun was really bright and the UV was really sinking on through. But uh, plenty of fans here to take in this, what's the third day of the event, but the first day for supercars being on the track. Plenty going on in other categories. And we saw some real weirdness in Super 2 with a red flag. Well, we saw a crash after the red flag, Aaron Seaton crashing at the chase. John McCorkindale was in the, the wall at the top of the mountain. And we've seen a really strange scenario whereby um, barely any cars had done qualifying times. Some of them had done times that weren't representative. They were probably as fast as you or I could do a road car lap in. Uh, and in the end, we saw this strange order of qualifying that as we record the podcast tonight, surely they've got to probably go back to practice times here because it's a, a really strange, weird scenario of how that'll line up for race one tomorrow.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it was a messy day for Super 2 with two red flags in the two sessions. The two sessions, the first set the grid for race one and the Which second is
0: tomorrow, Friday. for
1: race two. And Brock yep. Feeney ended up taking both poles despite the, all the weirdness that went on. His teammate Angelo Mazuris, unfortunately, was one of the red flags this morning crashing heavily there at the elbow, but they're hoping to get that car out for tomorrow, so um, yeah, it's unfortunate they didn't get a clean run.
0: Tonight. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, um, in terms of clean runs, uh, Christopher Meese the German, he's a Bathurst 12 hour winner. He's been in quarantine, which that uh, scenario came into play uh, while he was in transit. He's had 72 hours to cool his heels and wait to drive. Uh, he's driving TCR and Australian GT here this weekend, so he rolls out of hotel quarantine. Virtually buckles straight into the Audi R8 uh, GT car and wins a race. I don't think anyone's done that in Bathurst history before. That's that's a tough record to beat. It's
1: extraordinary. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a running joke that these factory GT3 drivers are uh, like light bulbs. You just plug them in and they're they're bright straight away. But uh, yeah, for him not to do any laps in practice or qualifying and then to come in not even for the start of a race but halfway through because he took over from Yasser Shahin at the pit stop and uh, GT being a pro am category of course and. Yasa was uh, pretty conservative in that first stint, trying to secure the title, which he eventually did. And he got down to some—I was looking at the lap times. He got down to mid eights in his stint, and he was second when he handed over to uh, to Chris. And Chris has gone out there, done a six-three on his first flying <laughs> lap, and then he was fives and fours all the way to the end, and just the fun he did his did the fastest lap of the race of all cars on the last lap. That
0: sounds very Brock seventy nine spec, doesn't it? I'm not sure if. Uh going for the lap record in the last lap was part of the motivation there, but uh, that's a really cool part of what's unfolded today at Bathurst. Carrera Cup, a win for David Wall. Of course, he's co-driving with Jack Smith in the 1000k race on Sunday. Uh, Wall won, but Wall very nearly also took out the, uh, the Aaron Love car on the last lap as he was pushing really hard at the top of the hill, and it was Hill, Cameron Hill, who finished second in the end after he saw, I think he did virtually bump the wall at the top, but it was a a pretty hairy last lap. So David Wall on the board with a win in Carrera Cup. Uh, S5000's first ever race at Bathurst, a win for James Golding. So uh, uh, he's going to be, of course, in the main race on Sunday, sharing with Scott Pye this year. He was with Mark Winterbottom last year, but there's a bit of a swap at Team 18. So um, all these drivers on double duty are winning in their support categories, which has not got to be a bad thing to start them off with a nice positive frame of mind before they get into the big job later in the week. Yeah, a bit of a brain
1: reset, I guess, for someone like Jimmy Golding. You go out there and he did a 59.8 in that uh, in that <laughs> S5000 in the race, and then he probably has to slow the mind down a bit to jump in the DeWalt
0: Commodore. TCM, we saw those cars on track again today. Uh, Stephen Johnson, a winner yesterday, laid in the piece uh, and was, from what I saw, on top there to do it again. But uh, tough news for Ryan Hansford. He had a mechanical drama as he fights for the series with John Bow. That meant he didn't finish. Uh, I don't think that race went the full distance to get full points. So I think it was half points, which is good news for Ryan. He'll have to fight back from the back of the grid tomorrow when they come back for another run. But that'll help John Bow, who finished second, who's been playing at Captain Cool as he aims for that uh, sixth TCM series title crown in that uh, that beautiful number 18, Tirana. Um, been so much going on. The 86s were back on track. The Super Utes were on track. Uh, tomorrow we get some uh, Dunlop Super 2 and Super 3 racing. Uh, which is great. TCM will kick us off. Some GT, some S5000, another co-driver practice session for supercars. Uh, the 86s, TCR, has its second race. Uh, they weren't on track today, but they'll be back again tomorrow. Practice four for supercars, importantly, is at 1.30, and then uh, some Carrera Cup and Dunlop Series before supercars qualifying at 4.35. And, of course, we'll sort out the order for the top 10 shootout for some, uh, Saturday afternoon, the rest of the field will be locked in from that point for Sunday's race, which, remember, starts at 12.15pm on Sunday, the latest great race start in the event's history. Um, anything else that caught your eye from today, Stefan? Any stars, anyone who struggled, anything you saw that was interesting or unique?
1: guess we've wrapped a fair bit already, but um, the, the weather is still a bit of an unknown for, for the days ahead. As you said before, the sun had a lot of bite to it today. Um couldn't spend too much time out in the sun without getting a little bit... Uh,
0: I've done five applications of sunblock today. I think I've escaped okay, but I'll probably be able to tell you in the morning. And we had a bit of humidity yesterday
1: and a few tiny sprinkles here and there, but the rain didn't really come. So, uh, yeah, you, you never know what to expect next around here.
0: No, it's pretty standard. It's pretty standard. That's what we do know we're going to get tomorrow. After a long time waiting, we will see Gen 3 unveiled, revealed, in the morning here at Mount Panorama on Friday morning. We're going to see the iteration of the Mustang and the Camaro that will become the cars in the Repco Supercars Championship in 2023. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen anything beyond what the fans have seen on those sneak peeks that we've been sharing on our website and through supercars. I'm kind of excited. I'm hearing that they're pretty tough. I'm hearing that they're pretty cool. What are you expecting? Yeah,
1: everybody involved in that project with supercars and AAA and Dick Johnson Racing, those two teams that have built those cars, I'm pretty excited to show them off, I think. Uh, it'll be a great a great moment for the sport tomorrow when the covers come off those cars. Obviously, with um, with Holden, uh, Holden's demise and the end of the Commodore, um, sort of a little bit of un- uncertainty for the sport, but this really gives that direction. It's not only people talking about a new era with Camaro, but uh, it's actually here and we can see it ahead of 2023 when those cars race for the first time and throughout next year We'll see them at events, doing, doing sessions, doing laps, as a bit of a testing process, but also to show them off to the fans. So I think I think they're going to look amazing, to be honest, and yeah. uh, it'll be great to see them going around here this weekend.
0: The future is arriving for supercars uh, before we get to race them. They'll have a full year of being in the mix rather than being hurried out the door and then onto the track. So looking forward to that. That's Friday morning. If you're listening to this pod on in the early hours of Friday morning, it's about to happen. If you're listening to the pod Friday morning after it's happened, go to the VH website, VHSLift.com. Donnie, you will have all the pictures, all the news, all the info from the Gen 3 unveil and launch here at Mount Panorama. And, of course, you will get all the, the live session updates, our Ford live updates this weekend on the website from every supercar session. If you, you're not able to be at the track or you can't be watching it on TV or wherever you might be, you can keep up to speed with what's going on there. Plenty of content and coverage on our website, as per usual. We're doing the Repco Supercars Daily podcast every day. So you can usually hear them about 7 o'clock, 7.30 of the night time for a bit of if you're up the top of the mountain around the campfire. I think you'll need a campfire actually tonight. It's a bit warm just quietly. Um, but we're going to keep these rolling right through the course of the weekend. We've had uh, people ask, can they see us record these? The shop's close when we record them, so unfortunately we can't do that. But we are around here at the Mountain for the rest of the week and the weekend. So please say good day if you certainly see us wandering around. Uh, it's been a fantastic start to the, the three days of the Repco Bathurst 1000. A, a quick one before we leave. Uh, the Repco Trackside Store is the place to come. It is in Harris Park in the merchandise area. There is a Repco Garage stage here. There's a, almost like a studio host desk set up where we're recording from, where fans are able to come and commentate for themselves some of the classic Bathurst moments of the last few years. So I haven't been roped in having a go myself yet, but I've got a feeling I might have to have a go and roll the tonsils out and see how we go. So, are uh, you, you up for
1: this or are you going to have a crack at this? Or I might not, but I saw some pretty young punters having some fun here this morning, which was great. I reckon <laughs> about uh, four, maybe five years old, commentating the uh, Jamie Winkup Chaz Mostert final lap at Bathurst 2014, which was pretty cool. So, it's great to see the fans
0: involved in this Repco Bathurst store here just uh, having some fun. So they weren't born when that happened. That's true. So they didn't know what happened. Nothing like the element of surprise. That's what we're going to get tomorrow with Gen 3 being unveiled. Hey, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for following what we do. Repco Supercars Trackside will be back. Repco Supercars Daily will be back. Trackside is what I mean. Tomorrow, uh, from the Mounted, in the meantime, thanks again for listening, everyone. Check out the website. Subscribe to our newsletter email list so you get all the updates for all our articles on the website on vhsleuth.com.au. We'll be back tomorrow. With a wrap from the mountain, with qualifying done, and we'll know who's in the top 10 shootout field and who will be on the outside looking in when they go to pole on Saturday afternoon. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night. We'll chat to you from the mountain tomorrow. Do you know how to find the right oil for your car? Now you can find out quickly and easily online thanks to Castrol's Joe to oil tool. Simply type in your Joe, select your state, and within seconds you'll know the best Castrol products to unlock the edge of performance in your car. So what's your car best suited to? Just search Redjo, the number 2 and oil and find out.